we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the weekend vigilante, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone. It's Sheila Zielinski for this Thursday, August 24th, 2017. Well, right off the bat, I want to start off with we have not met the Patreon goal. We're not quite even halfway yet. And because of the urgency and now the lateness of the hour, I've kind of ran this over the summer. It was really important this happened before September 1st. Those funds needed to come in because now I'm in a three-month deficit. I haven't even paid myself a salary in three months. I'm disappointed with the numbers and the amounts that have come in. I'm, I'm disappointed. I just don't think that maybe I've made myself crystal clear. But today, I'm going to make myself crystal clear. I need to see in eight days that goal met. So right now, I'm asking everyone listening literally this. I'm looking for 200 people right now to donate $25 and we'll get to our goal. And to my patrons, if you've locked an amount for one or two or five dollars, if you have the means, please change your amounts. This is a call to action. 200 people go now and lock in $25 a month. Again, this has to get done in seven days. I've thought I have made this really clear, but apparently people are not Maybe people still aren't getting it. I thought I was being really clear. This is taking really a long time. I don't think people understood the urgency of what I was saying. There is hundreds of thousands of downloads. A lot of people are eating the meat of the show. The workman is worthy of his hire. So let me make it super crystal clear for everyone. We've got seven or eight days to lock in this amount or the show will not continue on after September 1st. I'm making it as plain and clear. You don't have to read between the lines. I don't have to hint around. I'm just cutting to the chase. That's right. Right now, if I don't get your help, you won't get to hear this show after September 1st. I don't want to let people down, and I don't want to walk away from my blood, sweat, tears, and my soul, my hard work for 10 years. This is my final plea, folks. I've given this my all. The ball is now in your court. Don't wait. This is your last opportunity. This is where the rubber meets the road. So could this potentially be my last week? Absolutely. Can a lot change in seven or eight days? Absolutely. Well, what if it doesn't? Well, then I'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. I want to say it again. 200 people right now go and donate and lock in your 20 your $25 or more if you have the means. But right now what I'm looking for... 200 people, we got to lock this amount in because I'm in a major deficit going into September 1st. The ball's in your court now, guys, so let's get this done. It's really disappointing, but I have faith that we're going to, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, does it, when you only, you're down to the crunch of seven days. In the flesh, it's telling me this is not looking good, but I have faith that people are going to step up to the plate Come on, guys. The devil, he has no problem financing his projects, doesn't he? I'm asking my Christian brothers and sisters to 
step up to the pump and make sure that this program does not go off the air. I can't say it more clearly. So I'll leave it with that and we'll see what happens in seven days, won't we? Even though we're right down to the wire, I have faith in you, my listeners, and I believe it's going to happen. So let's light that Patreon button up, folks, and that will be fantastic if we can lock that in. And speaking of fantastic, the show goes on. I have a fantastic guest today. He's your favorite Florida fireman. It is the one, the only, my friend, Mark Taylor. And now I can add something else to his impressive repertoire. I can add author. That's right. He's the author of this fantastic book, The Trump Prophecies. And he's going to talk about what's coming next. And it is an honor and a pleasure to welcome him back to the program. Mark Taylor, it is great to have you back on the program, my friend. Welcome. Thank you, Sheila. It's an honor and a pleasure to be back. Thank you for having me. Well, I got to tell you a funny story, Mark. On the plane over the summer, your book, as I was reading it on the plane, it caught the attention of several people and they were asking me about it. I actually managed to convert someone who was sitting on the fence about Trump. So uh, thanks to the book, you actually I gained a new listener as well. So thank you for that. But where I want to start out, Mark, is obviously we saw this incredible situation in Charlottesville. We just see this total liberal zombie apocalypse Trump can't win no matter what he does. The fake news will take, you know, he could say, I like ice cream, and they'll spin it into he's the leader of the KKK. If it isn't Russia, 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 it's racism, racism, racism. I mean, the guy cannot win in this construct of the fake news. Absolutely horrendously nauseating. Why wasn't old Al Charlatan Sharpton, Al, he's not so Sharpton, where was he on these statues when Obama was at the helm? Where was all the outrage over monuments, really? Instead of tearing down your history, why don't you build up your future? And everyone, Mark, is jumping on the insane train. Chuck Baldwin was hammering him today with the newsletter. I love Chuck Baldwin, but I respectfully disagree with him on his latest article about Trump. I disagree with Steve Pachanek was on Alex Jones hammering Trump on the Afghanistan decision. There's only two people I know that's really stood firm on it is me and you, Mark. And I just see a lot of people flip-flopping, even people that were in his corner. And it just really feels like I'm just totally in the twilight zone here. It just never stops with the criticism of Trump, does it? Yeah, you know, and you've even got some Christians that are that are even uh, just had another pastor come out. I'm not going to mention names uh, against Trump. I mean, it's not just the the left; it's Christians in general. I, I hear it all the time, you know, where they're saying, uh, you know, he's a racist or this, that, and the other. And I like, look, folks, you have got to stop listening to the mainstream media. And the bottom line is this: is that it's, I just wrote a prophetic word back in July 7th called Satan's frequency. And that is literally what Satan's frequency is, is the news media is attached to that. So people are listening to this stuff. They're believing a lie. And it's like the, the enemy, they're not realizing that the enemy is literally using this to forward his kingdom. And they're using the so-called Christians to forward his agenda. So it's like, stop listening to the mainstream media. Go to Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Go to his Facebook page. Get it straight from the source. You're getting the truth straight from the source. And I, I, you know, I just I did a, a TV show uh, up in Illinois, and I was the driver was driving me, and and he says he was so outraged with the president because he was tweeting, and I said why? I, I said I don't understand that. I said because he's literally bypassing the news media. 
the Satan's frequency, literally, what Satan is using. Is now, so here we go again with the Christians are buying into this as well as the atheist or anybody else, like that lady on the plane you were talking about, but you were able to convert. So it's like, stop listening to this mess and start listening to the truth. You stop bombarding yourself with these frequencies that belong to the devil himself. Well, and let's not forget, too, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, Mark, so that really fits in with that. And, of course, we know with all this fake news, and I tweeted this out a couple days ago, and I thought, I wonder why somebody hasn't already thought for Donald Trump to do this. He has a lot of money. Why doesn't he just start TNN, Trump News Network? I said, I'll go to work for him. Our our slogan will be combating the fake news. (laughs) Well, do you mind if I read this prophetic word? No, I want you to. Please do. You actually just spoke part of it right there. It was July 7th, uh, 2017. It's called Satan's Frequency. And it says, the Spirit of God says, why are you tuned into the enemy's frequency? Why aren't you tuned into mine? Why do you listen to the doom and gloom? Do you not realize that you are tuned into the enemy's airwaves? I said, go throughout all the earth and preach my gospel, the good news. Then why is there such doom and gloom? Why are you siding and agreeing with the enemy's plans? Repent. You give more airtime to the enemy's plans than mine, thus empowering his plans. Did I not say that life and death are in the power of the tongue? Then speak life. Why are my leaders searing the consciousness of my people with doom and gloom teaching? You who preach doom and gloom are robbing my people of hope and the will to fight. You are no longer saving lives, but taking them. How, you might ask. Your doom and gloom messages have robbed them of hope to the point of suicide. You prophets and pastors of doom and gloom now have blood on your hands. You are prophesying your own doom. Repent. The Spirit of God says the news media, the news media, you have become a stench unto my nostrils. There is no spirit of truth in you. I, the Lord God, will clean out the news media and bring back truth. The sign will be given when news outlets will go down bankrupt, and I, the Lord God, will rebuild them using my righteous people to restore them. I am calling on my army, those who are chosen to be journalists investors to get ready to take your place as I tear down and rebuild my news media. The Spirit of God says, where are my billionaires and millionaires? Why are you not buying out these news outlets and taking control? That money I gave you was for my kingdom to advance my kingdom in all areas of influence. Now is the time to move into my news media. I will now take back what belongs to me using my army and the finances I have given them. Rise up my army and take back my news media so the spirit of truth will begin to flow. This is a fight the enemy does not want to see. He has held this stronghold for too long, and his time is up. Take this fight to the enemy, and my army will be victorious, and my media will be brought back to me. So that was exactly what you just said. And look what happened with Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon literally just went out when he left the White House (laughs) and met with the Mercers, the billionaires, because they're thinking of going against Fox News to expose all of this stuff. So I think, you know, Trump is so smart, it's just, it's it's incredible. I think it was purposely done this way to bring Bannon in, let him see the inner workings of the beast and see who the beasts actually are and then come out and then wage war against them on the outside so that they could take him down. That is pretty brilliant, isn't it? You know, the big <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. That was brilliant. Are you kidding me? Well, you know what's weird? The other day, I'm just it, this was like Saturday. I'm driving by the Daily News that they're now tearing down in my t- my town. They're demolishing it. And so all of a sudden I'm driving by, not really thinking of anything other than, oh, it's a shame. Like, you know, look, it's happening to all our printing presses. And in my my mind's eye, it flashed Trump media, Trump media combating the fake news. And then I kind of tweeted this thing. Hey, Mr. President, if you build it, they will come. Nobody else has said anything like that. And I just thought it was really interesting. And I thought, yeah, if you build it, they will come. Hey, I'll, I've been loyal to you and you're not paying me. So, hey, hire me, Mr. President. 
happened. Well, here's the weird thing is when we were going to uh, Pittsburgh and um, we're doing a National Repentance Day on September 11th, I'm going to be leading the three o'clock prayer. Mary Colbert is in with that as well. Oh, good. Okay, good. She's being told to actually expand it now. She went to the White House. Mary did. And one of the things that they're wanting to do, or he wants to be known as, he wants his legacy to be known as the most praying president in the history of America. Praise God. Wow. Yeah. So when have you ever heard that? Well, let me ask you this, Mark. I've been watching a lot of footage of some of these fascist thugs that are out there. They're protesting, tearing things down. Does it feel like something has been loosed in the earth to you? Because I just, you know, I'm seeing like these zombified artificial synthetic sociopaths. Oh, there you go. ASS. There's a good acronym. But there's something that's absolutely been loosed. It just feels like there's been a real shift in the air and I I can feel it. I think a lot of people can feel it. Does it seem like that to you? Yes, absolutely. And and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to release another key here uh, for spiritual warfare that the Lord has downloaded to me. And it's one of a part of it is a prayer. And one of the things that has shifted is that I believe what happened on November 8th is the enemy has literally sent out a frequency, if you will. Because remember the last time we did your show on frequency, we literally got shut down and had to start over yeah, again on part right. two. <laughs> but the point is, is that November 8th, I believe the enemy sent out something, a frequency, if you will, those who are tapped into his frequency, and it agitated and took control, basically, of those who have their DNA that was turned over to the, to the enemy. And that's what's happening, is that the Illuminati, the Freemasons, all these people, their main goal is to change the DNA of man. And they're doing it through these frequencies, through the bombardment, whether it's the mainstream news media, whether it's rock and roll music. I mean, we could go on and on with these frequencies like we talked about before. So it's that's why I tell people, you need to surround yourself with the good news, not the doom and gloom apocalyptic messages right now. That's not where God's going right now. Not to say that there weren't, things aren't going to happen, because we're always going to have um, fires, earthquakes, and, and hurricanes. But it's not the apocalyptic message that everybody's talking about, but it activated something. Even in Christians right now, I'm getting bombarded with emails from Christians that are saying, look, I support Trump, but everybody in my family has has isolated me. Everybody in my church is not talking to me. It's because their DNA is being controlled by the enemy. So I'll use this example because I have this man's permission. I'm not going to mention names, but I just had an acquaintance of mine call me. He says, look, my wife is a Christian. We're a Christian. But something happened November 8th, and this is a prime example. She has not been the same person. It's almost like she's been demon-possessed because I even told her I'm looking at the face of Satan when we argue with this stuff when it comes to Donald Trump. That's the only time she explodes. So I went into prayer with him about that and asked the Lord to visit her to change that that DNA, so to speak, to change her DNA so that she would that would stop and to bring peace. Well, I get a phone call from him this morning, and he was talking about how he believed it had activated something November 8th, and there all these people, these it activates the stronghold that people have not yielded over to the Lord Jesus Christ yet. And she got up this morning, and she was crying when he, she came to him. Wow. She, said the whole, she said, the Holy Spirit visited me this morning. She said, the stronghold of politics was broken off of me. Ooh. She said, they've even been on vacation. They've been on a restoration, which I had prayed for for that. And so their their marriage is being restored, and now the Holy Spirit comes in this morning. Bang! The politics, that spirit of whatever that is that's on that, that that's changing people's DNA, was broken off of her. Yeah, there's really a spirit of discord and dissension and destruction. It's a really destructive spirit. There's a there's a cluster, I think, going on. There, a group of demons that are causing you can't even talk to people. You know, it used to be you could at least have a conversation, but now it just. You bring up Trump's name and it just triggers people into a rage. 
I think what we can start practicing is you, you, the demons that are causing discord. I bind you, break your power and command you in Jesus' name to stop. You don't necessarily have to know. And I actually talk about this in my book, Power Prayers. You don't even necessarily have to know the name of a demon or a group of demons. You just have to know the characteristics of it and what it's causing. And then you can start going after that. And I think you're right. We really have to start incorporating these things into our prayers, don't we? Absolutely. And see, the, the, the part of some of this deliverance stuff, that, and we just kind of did a teaching on this, me and my head intercessor, on uh, the bloodline repentance, is that the enemy has free access. Everybody always concentrates on, on the body, soul, and spirit, but they leave out the bloodline. And there's gates, doors, and portals that the enemy has legal right to come in and torment through the bloodline. And because the Bible says, you know, it's handed down to the third and fourth generation. So what's happening is, I believe, through the DNA, the bloodline, the enemy is activating this, these strongholds that have never been taken care of, that have never been closed. And that's why you're seeing this such an uproar. I got an email from a young lady today. She works with all Christians, but every one of them can't stand Trump. You know, this, that, and the other. They've isolated her. You know, I get the same emails all over again. She doesn't understand. How can you call yourself a Christian, but yet just because of the man's skin color, you don't like him? You know, they call him a racist or this, that, and the other. So here we go again with how the enemy is controlling and trying to dominate the DNA of man. And that's how he's getting through to, to a lot of these people, which is why you're seeing these, not demonstrations or demonstrations, but one of the things I want to release to the people, Sheila, if you don't mind, is the Lord gave me a, a prayer strategy. And, and for part of this, either whether it's corporate spiritual warfare or whether it's an individual warfare, the Lord Jesus came to me in a dream. And, and I, I talk about a little about this in the book. And um, he showed me a schematic, a blueprint, if you will. And on the blueprint, there was these round uh, red dots, and they were about the size of a dime. And the Lord told me, he said, Mark, he says, each red dot represents the enemy's position. We're scrambling the enemy's radar right now where he cannot detect where we're at and what we're doing. Well, I didn't. it didn't dawn on me until here recently, and then the Lord downloaded a prophetic prayer to me and gave me John 8.59 to back it up. John 8.59 talks about where the crowd was going to stone Jesus, but he hid himself and so that they could not harm him. And the Lord says, well, you can do the things that I will do, but even greater things. So the Lord was saying, Mark, you can hide yourself. And that's what he was showing me in this dream. So before you ever do spiritual warfare, and this is one of the major issues that the Lord was showing me with spiritual warfare that people are making a mistake on, is that when they go into spiritual warfare, they start speaking out of their mouth what they're fixing to do. And the enemy is bringing in reinforcements and trying to block what you're doing. And the Lord told me, he says, take yourself off the enemy's radar before you ever speak anything or before you ever do anything. So now what's happening is you're creating an ambush. The enemy cannot see you coming. He doesn't detect you. All of a sudden, it's like, wham, you're doing spiritual guerrilla warfare is what you're doing. And you're hammering the enemy. You're ambushing the enemy. So now your warfare becomes that much more effective. The prayer that God gave me, uh, if I can read it if you don't mind, and so people get out your pens, you're going to want to copy this down. It's called Scrambling the Enemy's Radar. And it goes like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to release your warrior angels and your heavenly hosts. We decree and declare that they would take us off the enemy's radar and scramble the enemy's frequencies or airwaves. Your kingdom must come now. Your will must be done right now as in the heavens, also on the earth. Amen. It's as simple as that, Sheila. The prayer is short, sweet, and to the point. If you notice, a lot of my prophetic words are not very long. They're short, sweet, and to the point. People get caught up into these long, drawn-out prayers thinking that it's going to work more. Yeah. And that's not the case. You either have power and authority or you don't. So the bottom line is always, always take yourself off the enemy's radar before you ever utter a word. And that way it becomes an ambush. You know, that is so ironic that you say that, Mark, because 
we actually put in our book, Power Prayers, Carla and I put in our morning warfare prayer. When you're making phone calls, you have a personal conversation, or if you're going to pray, you don't want the enemy to hear any of this. You're right. So you say aloud, Lord, I cover this conversation with the blood of Jesus, and I bind every little bird that would carry my words in Jesus' name. Actually, that's there in Ecclesiastes 10.20. It's interesting because it talks about a bird of the air will carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter, report the matter, essentially. So I think that's, yeah, you're really onto something because, and you know, that's part of why we wrote this whole book with warfare that works because a major part of prayer that people are missing out on is prayer is when you're addressing God. Warfare is when you're addressing the enemy and people just don't get how to pray, do they? Yeah. And, you know, and again, we just did a little 30 minute teaching on some of that, me and my uh, head intercessor, and we were releasing some of these prayer keys. And, you know, if you if you do some of these prayer keys where you're taking yourself off the enemy's radar and you're ambushing the enemy, you're going to see a whole lot more effective power and authority coming from your prayers, whatever it is that you're going after. You know, and then the other key is um, we've talked about a little bit before, I think, on your program is the, is the target focused prayer and repentance part. And, you know, think of your prayer or your repentance as a laser-guided bomb. You want to laser-designate the target and hit the target. Generalized repentance would be like, Lord, forgive me for my sins. You know, that's that's not going to cut it, folks. You, you've got to laser-designate the target. You know, be specific. What is it that you're repenting for? Especially on a corporate level, if you're repenting for on behalf of the land, what's going on in that state, what's going on in that city, whatever the case may be. You, you know, search a matter out. That's what the Bible talks about. So um, I can go into some of that a little bit later here in the show as far as how to take back the country, how to take back the state or your city as far as that is concerned. Well, and sometimes I really wonder how many people are doing that. You know, how many people are really praying over their city? How many people are praying for this nation? How many people are praying for Trump? Because this is really where the rubber meets the road is going into your war room, getting with your prayer partners. That's really where it counts because our prayers are going to make all the difference when it comes to these ubiquitous, relentless attacks. And these are, boy, there's a good word right there. This stuff coming at him is absolutely relentless. Yeah, and that's that's part of the strategy, believe it or not. Um, I believe God's allowing this to happen, number one, because as people do the attacking, they're exposing themselves. God's not even having to pull the veil back. <laughs> these, people, these people are exposing themselves. So, I mean, that's, I believe, is part of, God's plan. And that's what people have to understand. The second thing is, is I get a lot of emails, Sheila, from people that are panicking. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen with the president? Is he going to be impeached? Uh, Is he going to be assassinated? Folks, he's not going anywhere. God's hand is upon him. He will not be assassinated. Not one hair on that man's head or his family's head will be harmed. This is why it's working. All of this manifestation, Sheila, is because our warfare is working. That's what people have to realize. They're exposing themselves. And in the process of being exposed, they will be taken down. I just read the prophecy about the news media. But people are panicking because it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Look, folks, your warfare is working. This is why it's manifesting in the way that it's manifesting. Our warfare is working. Amen. Absolutely agree. Listen to what he just said, folks. Our warfare is working, and we got to keep at it because this is a really important time. We can't give up now because, and it looks like things are just crazy train. That's when we have to ramp up our warfare. That's when we have to ramp up the prayer. That's when we have to get with the fasting program here because I'll tell you what, nothing moves the hand of God like prayer and fasting. What does James 5.16 say? 
the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, what does it do? It availeth much. Go study that out. Your prayers are powerful. Well, easy for you to say, I don't have any prayer partners in my area. There's lots of ways that people can get involved. I have a Wednesday night prayer group. Mary's got a group. Hey, even if you don't have a church in your community, you don't have one prayer partner, you can join us in prayer, can't they, Mark? Absolutely. Look, we, we have the national prayer call going on still right now. Mary, You can go to marycolbert.us, sign up for free. doesn't cost you a dime. I get emails, people asking me, hey, can we get involved here or there? We're trying to get prayer calls in each state, Sheila, right now. We're trying to get prayer leaders to lead a call, and it doesn't cost a dime to do it. It's free. All you got to do is just sign up. If you are chosen by God to lead a national prayer call in your state, Sign up for it. We're, we're, we're asking for help for this because we want to get prayer going in all 50 states, 24-7 around the clock. I don't care if there's already two or three prayers going on in the same state. If you are called or chosen by God to do this, come help us. Get involved. They can get online. You know, we have seen time after time after time God intervene in that first, in that 60 days we did the national prayer call before the election. And look at the outcome. We saw supernatural occurrences time after time, and we're still seeing it happen, literally. Yeah, and this is so important because, like you said, prayer in every state, that is so powerful because I'll tell you what, the mainstream church, and not all, but almost all of them in the mainstream, these mega churches, you know, it's bad enough that salvation's optional nowadays, but prayer? Are you kidding me? And, you know, a lot of people send me emails and they hammer me on, oh, you know, I don't think it's right you're talking about the 501c3, but Mark, you and I have talked about this before. I don't really think Christians quite understand the issue with the 501c3 and how devilish it is, do they? No, they don't. And basically what the 501c3 did is they entered into a covenant with Baal. It's the Baal system. And, you know, we're called to rule and reign on this earth. And the problem is, is that it was a bribe that was given to the church back in 1954. And, you know, the Bible talks about he who takes a bribe, it blinds the eyes of the righteous and defiles their words. So that's why I can't even step foot into a 501c3 church. People, you know what I mean? I can't do it. But they were blinded. This is why we have no discernment. This is why we have no power and authority. And people don't understand the ramifications of this. Now, we're called to rule and reign on this earth. The problem is, is that the church is why they're not flowing in power and authority is because they're being governed over. How can you govern when you're being governed over by the federal government through the 501c3, number one, and number two, you're being governed over at the state level because you're incorporated. You can't do it. So when people say Jesus Christ is the head of my ministry, but you're a 501c3 or you're incorporated, no, he's not. You just cut the head off of the Lord. You're no longer a part of the body, so to speak, because the state is now in charge of you. The pastor works for the state. So if you're at the 501c3, the federal government or bail is now the head of your ministry. So it just, you know, people don't understand the ramifications. They just, I encourage people, again, the Bible says, search a matter out. You know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that's what's going on with the church right now. I had a lady, uh, speaking of that, she emailed me today, blasting me, saying I was lumping in the Catholic church with the satanic church on one of the pages. So she thought I was picking on the Catholics. It was just people hear and read what they want to hear and read. And it's like, look, you don't understand. I don't care if they're Baptist, Assemblies of God, uh, Episcopalian. I don't care who they are. If they're a 501c3, you are in covenant with Baal. Absolutely. And you talk about this in your book. You go into more detail about the 501c3. But I think the important thing for people to take away from this is when you get into a 501c3, you get into bed with hell's kitchen, let me tell you, because it's the church of Satan, Planned Parenthood, gay and lesbian advocates. I could go on and on. It is a who's who of the the pit of hell, Mark. 
Yes, and the Bible says do not be unequally yoked. And the problem is when you're a 501c3, you are now yoked with those organizations. So when pro-life ministries are trying to take on legally in the court system and and do the correct thing, they don't understand. You're yoked with pro-choice and Planned Parenthood. So what you're trying to do in the spiritual realm legally has just been taken from you because, you know, the Lord says you can't cast out Satan with Satan. Well, how can you take on an entity like Baal when you're a part of it? You're in covenant with him. You know, Baal is a very violent entity. It feeds off the blood of the innocent, which is the abortion issue, which is a whole other issue. But the point being is this is why we're not making any headway in the legal system, because all of our pro-life ministries, most of them are 501c3s. And I get that there's a lot of great organizations that go under 501c3, but the problem is you get under this, you take the rules, you take the legislation, they just put the boots to you. And they're going to tell you what you can and can't do. And that is the frightening part of it. Yeah, you know, and I have a friend of mine who's a, a, a CPA out in, um, in another state. He's a very good Christian man. You know, he's explained, I don't, I'm not a CPA, I can't explain all of this, but there are ways to set up your church. There are ways to set up your organization to get out from underneath the government's thumb. And, you know, he said one of those, and it's going to depend on state to state because every state's got different laws set forth. But one of those is you could put it under a trust, you know, unincorporate, because the bottom line is this, is that if you get a state that has rogue leadership yeah. like California— Let's say that Trump does completely away with the 501c3, which the 501c3 is, is still kind of there. It's not. It's a good start, what he did, and we're working on it. God may do this through a process. But just say you get a rogue state like California leadership out there, and he does away with the 501c3, but yet they're incorporated. They're still answering to the state. So now what happens is is you get this guy, Jerry Brown, comes in, and he says, hey, if you're an incorporated church, you're going to preach homosexuality and transgender from the pulpit, or we're going to shut you down. Yeah. Legally, they can do that. That's the problem. You know, that's why the Lord turned the tables over in the in the temple, because they were turning it into a business. A house of prayer is what we're talking about here, was never meant to be a corporation, a business, and they're running churches as a business. I agree. You nailed it. In fact, they're not even glorified social clubs. Churches are a business. That's absolutely correct. And not that long ago, I was reading, I was reading Acts and I, I don't know if this was kind of a vision or just something God dropped in my spirit, but I kept seeing this conveyor belt. And instead of money going into the churches, the conveyor belt was going the other way. And I kept feeling that God was saying, what are the churches doing with my resources? And as soon as that happened, I continued reading, God took me to bingo, right? to that scripture about Ananias and Sapphira. And I thought, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if some people started dropping dead, just like in that situation where they were robbing God. These mega churches, what are they doing with all God's resources? They're not feeding the homeless and helping the orphans and the poor and and needy and the, the widows. They're building bigger barns. And you know what, Mark? I don't think God's going to put up with this much longer. Right. And, and th- what people have to understand is that judgment starts in the house of the Lord, and it's already started, period. And part of this is the corruption inside the church, which is the money issue. Now, it's funny you bring up uh, Ananias and, and Sapphira, is that what the Lord was showing me was that, you know, they sold their properties, they sold lands, they sold homes, and they brought it all in together, and they distributed it so that no one was in lack. Now, if that's supposed to be the New Testament church, do you see that going on in these churches right now? All I see going on, and I know I'm going to get hammered for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's almost like a pyramid scheme. All you see is the pastor 
and the upper echelon getting all the money while the congregation is out there believing for you know a miracle basically they're sewing into a miracle like this prosperity message that we've been talking about but they're out there they're busted they're broke they're sick they're tired but yet upper echelon is living like a rock star so you don't see that so if you had some of these mega churches that are bringing in tens of millions of dollars every year in a 30,000 congregation if you took that money Everybody would have enough money. Nobody would be broke. Nobody would be in debt. But you don't see that going on. I don't know how much longer uh, some of these people are going to be even be around because, you know, we've lost, what, three people already this year yep. out of ministry. Yeah. And and so, I mean, you're seeing things being exposed right now, the corruption. Um, I, I said a long time ago when all this started a year and a half ago that the electoral process was going to— parallel with what's going on in the church right now, that God was going to expose, 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 and you're seeing that taking place right now. You're going to see some people even removed from the face of the earth. We've already seen that already this year. So, I mean, uh, it's going to continue. It's not going to stop because God's going to clean his house up. I think you're going to see churches go down. You're going to see them collapse. You're going to see the doors shut. I go back to that prophetic word I wrote that when Donald Trump was elected, uh, a sign would be given that the earth would quake because of who he God has selected. And it was Christ Church New Zealand that got hit. And it was four days after he was uh, elected. The other significant thing was the last time Christ Church New Zealand was decimated by an earthquake was four months after the Trump prophecy was written. So once uh, that took place, that was a prophetic sign saying that Christ's church, there's a shaking and a quaking coming to Christ's church. Now, they were waiting on a tsunami to come in. The first wave would come in. They were waiting on the second one to come in. The first wave, I believe, is what you're seeing taking place right now, which is a mass exodus from the church because the people are starting to catch on. They're tired of the corruption. They're tired of the money issues. Look at the church up there with the naked cowboy or whatever his name is up there dancing on stage. At- Hillsong. Yeah, he'll, yeah they were, they're, they're tired of that mess. So you're seeing a mass exodus. That's what I believe is the first wave. The second wave I believe is going to take place is going to be the finances are going to take a hit because the people aren't going to be there. So, again, you're going to see church done in a whole new light. You're going to see it done in the marketplace. You're going to see these home groups breaking out, which I'm seeing personally even seeing taking place right now. My sister's boss has just started a uh, home group to pray for the country, to repent on behalf of the country. She had close to 11 women there, and four had canceled that night. She would have 16 women. She started a Facebook page. I'm seeing this stuff starting to break out now. So all this stuff's starting to take place. So how we do church now is not going to be the same the way we've done it in the last 100, 200 years here in this country. Absolutely. Yeah, the paradigm is absolutely, totally shifting. And I want to go back to something you said earlier, Mark, this idea about Satan's frequencies. I remember doing a show years ago, and I had this expert on, he was talking about the mass hysteria project that was funded by, it was Rothschilds and the Rockefeller Foundation, I think Carnegie, and I think it was also actually in concert with the United States Navy and National Defense Research Council. Anyway, he was able to gain access to these declassified archives, and it contained these incredible psychological warfare projects. They were using acoustic vibrations. They were doing experiments on subjects using techniques to produce mass hysteria. So essentially what it revealed is that, and this is the short version, is the sound and the frequency modulation of electromagnetic manipulations. It doesn't just affect the consciousness, but it impacts physiology and biology. In other words, it controls human behavior. And so the conclusion was control can be waged bioenergetically. And you know what? That seems to be kind of what we're seeing on a massive scale around our country is this total hysteria with what I call these artificial, synthetic, sociopathic, zombified minions that are running around everywhere. I think there's a 
connection between this because, you know, we talked in the last program you and I did about Nazi Germany and these frequencies and mind control and propaganda techniques. I think this is just really a resurgence of all that. Like even we see that with the newscasts. It's like you said, it ties all back into this Satan's frequency and all of this stuff is tied together, isn't it? It is. It really is. You, you know, um, by detuning stuff and, you know, by broadcasting the news media, uh, the audio part of it, like in 440, this is why when you watch the news media, you get agitated. You know, it creates fear. It creates panic. And this is what's going on in the church. And the church is the, the body of Christ have got to stop being vulnerable to this stuff. You've got to take measures into your own hands and say, look, I'm not listening to the mainstream news media anymore. If I want the news, I usually go to like Fox's website. I'll catch the headlines or something like that. You know, that's not being broadcast, so to speak, in, in a frequency where I'm hearing it or anything like that. But what they found through that 440 hertz is that it will also damage your body organs, which is another reason why people are so sick. But it also changes your DNA, which is the goal of the of the Freemasons, the Illuminati. They want you part of that Illuminati bloodline. See, this is why also why you have a lot of prophetic voices, Sheila, prophesying doom and gloom, is because they're tuned into Satan's frequency. They can't get above the second heaven. They're hearing the plans of the second heaven, and they're prophesying it as if it were the plans of the third heaven. And that's not the case. Those aren't God's plans. So this is why we have prophetic words going from one end of the spectrum to the other and everywhere in between, and nobody can agree. So this is why it's important to get off of Satan's frequency, protect yourself, listen to the good news, whatever that good news may be for that each individual person. And if you're going to listen to music, listen to Christian music, because there are artists out there now who are retuning their instruments to the 444 hertz where it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned doom and gloom, because I had a lot of people writing me on the solar eclipse. We just saw it this past Monday. A lot of people were predicting an end of the world doom scenario. But now we're fast forwarded to what? September 23rd. Yes. I mean, thank you. Is this getting old or? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you know, it's going to get to a point where I mean, it's with a kid who cried wolf or whatever that however that goes, uh, you know, and, and look, I'm not saying that Christ can't come back right now. He can come back before we finish the show. But no man will know the time. Anytime somebody puts a date on something, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Do you really think God's going to come back or Lord's going to come back on a date that's been plastered all over YouTube and everybody's paying attention for it? I mean, come on. <laughs> I guess they repented the night before, so they're good, right? <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. Well, as we gear up for September 23rd, it's not that far away. As we gear up for the fall, I mean, one of the things on the front of your book is coming next. What do you feel like is shaping up on the horizon? Well, I, you know, one of the things is, you know, God's moving America in, and, and Israel into energy independence. That's going to be one of the things that you're seeing. And that some of that's already taken place. Um, I've had some emails from some people that's actually picked up on some things that, that I didn't even pick up on, actually. There's some signs out of Israel right now. You know, when, when Trump went over to Saudi Arabia, because one of the, it was called Energy Energy, the prophecy that I wrote, and um, said that Israel and America would be the number one energy producers in the world. Well, when Trump went to Saudi Arabia, they were had this huge arms deal going on, and nobody could figure out why in the world were they doing this arms deal. Well, because the prophecy speaks about the fact that those who used money, basically, the oil money, to support terrorism and attack other countries from within, they would now have to come to the United States and Israel for their energy. And their wells would go dry and their finances, too. Well, I did not even know this till someone sent me a video from Fox News saying that Saudi Arabia knows they're in trouble right now because their wells are about to go dry. My mouth hit the floor when I saw that. And that's why they were making the arms deal while they still had the money, because they know that once those wells goes dry, they're in trouble. So you're going to see that probably throughout the Middle East, where a lot of these wells are going to go dry. 
And so Israel and America will be number one energy producers in the world. You, um, I mean, look, God's given signs after sign after sign. And, you know, the problem is, is that the body of Christ has lost their discernment and they can't read the signs of what God's showing. And it's like, you know, they're, they're panicking over, over the rioting in the streets. This country's not as divided as the news media would have you believe. These are people that are being paid by George Soros, which is a whole other subject. But the, the point is, is that we have good things coming for America. God's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. He's exposing stuff. We just need to continue to do our part, which is spiritual warfare, and God will do his. It, you know, There's three ways you take back a country, a state, or a city, Sheila, three ways. And it's repentance, repentance, repentance. And when God emphasizes something three times, you know it's important. And as long as we stay in a state of repentance and prayer, God will do his part. And that's what people don't understand. All they're seeing are the natural things that are taking place. They don't understand what's going on in the spiritual realm right now. And that is good things are coming to America. You're seeing it take place. I want to use this analogy. Is the Lord showed me it's, it's called the full moon effect. If you ask any cop, any firefighter, any ER doctor about what the full moon does at the end of the month when the welfare checks come out, uh, you're going to be up all night long. That's just the bottom line on a Friday night. And it's the full moon effect, and that's where we're at right now. And I asked the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, nobody's been able to give me an answer as to what causes humans to act the way they do on a full moon. And finally, the Lord says, Mark, he says, the reason they act that way is because the primary area of operation of the enemy is darkness. And when you introduce the light, it agitates those who are demon-possessed. And that's why you're seeing what's taking place. Well, we have been in darkness in this country for so many years, Sheila, and now the dawn is beginning to break the light is beginning to be introduced. So we're in this transfer of time, so to speak, where we're having this full moon effect. So the enemy is agitated. It's stirring. So our warfare is working, but it's up to us in order to bring it to completion, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. God really does need his remnant to get it together. A mighty warring army. I mean, we're at, Michael Lake said something years ago, and I never forgot this. He said, God's looking for an A team. And boy, he's got a D team at best. And we should be the ultimate dev grew heaven team, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like really getting in there, storming the enemy's camp, taking ground, holding ground. I feel like a lot of God's people, they're, they're just so distracted with all this. It's a spirit of distraction, and we need to be focusing on tactical warfare, but instead, people are just so distracted, Mark. Well, it's because they're paying attention to what's going on in the natural. They're listening to the news media. They're tapped into Satan's frequency. And what you have to understand is, and this, this is one of the signs the Lord gave me, that how you know your DNA has been handed over to the enemy. And this is the scary part, Sheila, is that most of the church, their DNA has been handed over to the enemy because they're being controlled by the kingdom of darkness. And they don't even realize it. Is that one of the signs is, is that when you try to give someone good news and they can't receive it, Mm. that's how you know it's been turned over. Because I have, I, I've been blacklisted from shows. Me and Mary Colbert both have because of the book. We, we've been blacklisted from some shows. And I've been on some stuff where I've talked to people who are doom and gloomers or this, that, and the other, and you give them this good news that God has given mercy to the United States and good things are coming, they can't receive it. No, It's like they, they want to see it burn. And it's like, who on earth would really truly want to see their country burn? I mean, seriously? that's So that is a sign how the enemy has control of your DNA right there. Yeah, you know, I could post a prayer to my Power Prayers Facebook page. And, of course, I do tweet stuff and I have stuff on Facebook. And every single one of my threads, it doesn't matter what social media, a fight will just break out. It's just like all hell 
breaks loose when you put on a prayer or even something uplifting. Some little provocateur troll, probably COINTELPRO page shills. They'll just start putting all this garbage on there. And, and it's like a fight breaks out every time. I could just post a scripture. And, you know, these demons, they just come out of the woodwork. It's a frenzy. You could post the weather and you could, it just causes, it stirs. There's like a stirring. There's just all this strife and discord. And you can't say anything or it's a, it's an all out beat them down, drag them out fight on everything. I mean, I'm labeled as a, I, I'm one person and I'm deemed on two dozen websites as a hate group. Yeah. But, hey, but, you know, I, just, I just had a guy put out a six part series on me calling me a false prophet <laughs> and everything else on YouTube. I mean, literally, I've, I'm all over YouTube. People just hammer me. So I, I feel your pain. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you almost... You feel like, well, if it's getting this bad, we got to be over the target, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I'm getting hammered on YouTube. I'm getting hammered by uh, mainstream news media now. Uh, they're all over me. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand. So, But, I mean, you know, what people have to understand is that you've got these religious, legalistic spirits that equally critical spirit. And so they get involved in these chat rooms or these blogs or YouTube, whatever the case may be. And they are literally the ones that are being used by the kingdom of darkness to divide the brethren and start this war. And they don't even realize it. And, you know, everybody always says, oh, America's under judgment. America's under judgment. No, it's not. It's the systems that are under judgment. However, I want to say this part. And the Lord told me this the other day. Because the righteous in this country, the army of God's going to have victory after victory after victory, Sheila, period. And we're going to succeed like never before in the history of mankind. And what the Lord told me, he says, victory for the righteous is judgment for the wicked. So when you think about this, when we win and win and win and it doesn't stop, this is why you're seeing the wicked right now in the streets. That's their judgment. Wow. So this is why it's working. This is how you know a sign that all of this stuff we're doing is working in the army of God. It's not the church is pulling us off. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Not happening, folks. <laughs> this is this is the army of God. This is the remnant that's making this happen. These are people that are engaged, who, who are not part of the Babylonian bail system, so to speak, through this 501c3. Now, I'm not saying all churches are bad, but you've got to come out of those systems in order to be effective because God's trying to perform a rescue mission right now to get people out of that 501c3 so that he can release some of these people who have truly been chosen and called by God to do something for him. So the victory for the righteous is judgment for the wicked, which is what you're seeing right now. That's the only judgment. It's not apocalyptic judgment. It's the judgment on the wicked right now. Well, that's why it's so important that we get the let out, we get into the battle, we get into action. This is really a call to action. Jesus himself said it, occupy, that denotes action. Absolutely. This is a time, this is a, this is a call to arms right now. This is a call to action right now. You need to find your place. If you don't know what your place is, then you need to have someone help you find it quickly. Because, I mean... God is recruiting for his army right now. He is welcoming anybody who wants to be a part of his army. He is recruiting right now. He's there with open arms, but you have to be willing to sacrifice. And I I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Guess what, folks? You're going to be attacked if you're on the front lines. So that's just the bottom line. You can see what me and Sheila are talking about here, (laughs) but you're going to be attacked. But that's how you know you're over the target. So you're going to catch some flack when you're over the target. But the bottom line is, is this is a call to arms. God is recruiting for his army right now. And so be a part of his army. Get involved in the prayer calls. Get involved in your home groups, whether it's a women's group like what my sister's boss has going on right now, or if it's a men's group or whatever the case may be, whatever God has led you to do. The point is, is get involved, get in the fight. That's the bottom line. 
bottom line, folks. Get a prayer partner. Don't make excuses. Get out there and make it happen. We, it's The time for excuse making is over, Mark. Yes, it's over because, I mean, there are no excuses right now at this point. I mean, I mean, l- l- let's be honest. You'd rather be doing something different, so would I, you know, at this point. But we do it because we love Jesus. We love the kingdom of God. We want to take ground for the kingdom of God and hold it at all costs. I mean, so we could all make excuses that I'd rather be doing something else. But I'm here because I love the Lord and I'm obedient to, to what he's chosen me to do, and just like you are. So the bottom line is, is the time for excuses are over. It's time to get engaged in the fight. And I think now a lot of this too, Sheila, in some people's defense is that they've listened to the doom and gloom message to the point to where their DNA has been changed, where they've lost hope. And when you lose hope, you lose the will to fight. And that's where this message, as far as the book goes, as far as my message goes, is that God still has a lot of things he wants to accomplish upon the earth. Are we in the end times? Yes. Are we at the end of time? No. I believe that there are many things like the end time harvest that God wants to rein in, but we've got to have harvesters in order to do it, and you can't do it sitting on the couch with an escapism mentality. Well, and it really goes back to Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name, there really is something to be said about that humility and that repentance, and you mentioned it before, repentance, 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 if anything, anybody hears in this, I think that's really the message today is repentance undergirds doing spiritual warfare in your communities. It really is the the pinnacle of all of this, isn't it? Yes, it's got to be target focused, like we talked about earlier. Think of it as a laser guided bomb, laser designate the target. In other words, if the stronghold in your city uh, is homosexuality, that's what you want to go after right there for repentance. Look, the only way you're going to be able to take back a country, the state, or territory is through repentance, repentance, repentance. Repentance is what disarms the legal right off of the enemy to be there. We don't take on territorial spirits. It's up to God's angels and the heavenly host to do that. It is our job to repent in order to take the legal right away so that they can go to war and take them down. Well said, well said. Mark, well, in the waning moments, if you would do us the honor of leading us into a prayer, I think that would just be the the cherry on top of the show. So if you would, please, sir, lead us into a prayer. Boy, we could use some prayer right now, couldn't we? Sure, absolutely. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come before you right now. Father, I just cover everyone under the sound of my voice with the blood of Jesus right now. And, Father, I bind the enemy's frequency right now in the name and by the blood of Jesus that is affecting people's DNA underneath my voice right now, Father God. We bind the enemy in the name and by the blood of Jesus, and we command their DNA to be turned over to the Lord Jesus Christ and cover that DNA in the blood of Jesus right now, Father. We ask that you would break the strongholds that have them connected to Satan's frequency right now, Father God. We ask that you would intervene right now. And Father, we just ask that you would bring together your army, your remnant, Father God. Those who have lost hope, I ask that you would give them supernatural hope, supernatural will to fight right now, Father. You are recruiting for your army, and I know you're there with open arms, Lord. We just welcome anyone out of the churches, this rescue mission that you're performing to pull people out of the Babylonian system, Father God. We just call them forth right now in the name of Jesus, and we decree and declare that that stronghold will be broken off of them now and forever, and they would become part of your true army, Father, the body of Christ. 
And Father, we just pray for anyone right now that is sick, that is hurting in financial trouble right now, Lord. We ask that you would just bless them right now with complete and total healings from the top of their head to the soles of their feet so that they would be able to engage the enemy. And Father, I decree and declare that as the army of God, we will no longer take a defensive posture, but we will take an offensive posture. We will take ground for the kingdom of God, and we will hold it at all costs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beautiful. Well done. Thank you for that, Mark. And also, tell folks how they can get this amazing book. It really is a good book. It's it's really a must-have. And your website and how folks can get in touch with you. Well, they can buy the book at Barnes & Noble or on Amazon. They can order it. And they can go to my website, which is swordrescue.com. And sword is spelled S-O-R-D swordrescue.com. They can click on the prophetic words tab and they can download all my prophetic words for free. I tell people, you know, lay them out. It's like a blueprint. It's, you know, God's showing you where we're we're at, where we're going and use those as your target focused prayers. If you have to, if you can't come up with target focused prayers, use those prophetic words as target focused prayers, pray over them, war with them in the spiritual realm. So that's where they can uh, contact me there uh, on my website as well. Thanks for that. And on a personal note, I just want to tell you that we love you. We pray for you. We do. We pray for you all the time. And you are a bold man of God on a mission. I think you're awesome. And I I really appreciate your ministry and your boldness standing up in this fight. I know what it's like. We get hammered. Man, this is not an easy calling. But I'll tell you what, we just slog it out in the trenches. We're in the fight. Thank you for being a very good and faithful servant, Mark. You are truly one of a kind out there in this vapid sea of political correct mindlessness. And I think I speak for my audience when I say thank you. We love you. We're praying for you. Well, thank you very much for having me back on. And thank you for all the prayers. Believe me, it's very welcomed. God bless you, Mark. Folks, that was Mark Taylor. His information is linked on today's bio. Please do reach out to Mark and let him know you heard him on the program. And finally, I'd love folks to go back to the June 14th message. You can find it on the podcast. You can also find it on my website in the archives. Boy, if this isn't an example today on a good message that we need, we need hope and courage, and we need to stand up and take our place of authority. And I thought this was a very inspiring message. And this is exactly, guys, why this show, this broadcast should continue. So I'm having some faith that we're going to light up that Patreon button. Please go to Patreon. Like I said in the beginning of the show, guys, we have just under eight days. So let's get that thing lit up like the 4th of July. I hope I can plan for next week being on the air. Let's get this thing done. Together, we can do what we can't alone. So I'm really counting on your support, folks. Again, go to weekendvigilante.com. The Patreon banner will come up. Click on it and become one of my patrons today. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Do it now. I am depending on you. And hopefully we will see you next week. Good night and God bless you all.